The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. The names of a few former governors of the Isle of Man live on by way of municipal recognition of their times in office. Locke Promenade and Ridgeway Street and Walpole Avenue in Douglas and the Raglan Pier at Port Erin, for instance. But the Manx people have erected a formal monument in stone for only one governor, even though they didn't quite finish the job. There must have been something special about Colonel Cornelius Smelt, whose time in office from 1805 to 1832 earned him that fine Doric column bearing his name which stands in the Market Square in Castletown. History says it was the way he stood up for the rights and welfare of the Manx people in difficult circumstances. Smelt was a long-serving British soldier when he was appointed Lieutenant Governor. Also in power in the island was the so-called Governor-in-Chief, the 4th Duke of Athol. His father, the 3rd Duke, had sold the Isle of Man back into Crown ownership under the revestment of 1765, which transferred the title Lord of Man to King George III. But the Athels retained some property rights in the island, and the fourth duke was seeking to screw even more money out of the crown. Colonel Smelt's task was to represent the crown, and this brought him into direct conflict with the duke. Smelt refused to be subservient to him, and this allied him with the House of Keys, who also wished to be free of Athel influence. He had no hesitation in protecting the Manx people against the self-centred machinations of the duke, and he was to outlast his opponent. The Duke quit the island and died in 1830. Smelt continued to run the island from his headquarters in Castle Russian, and he was 85 when he died in office in 1832. Five years after this, it was decided that there should be a monument to him in Castletown, and funds for it were raised by public subscription. The idea was that there should be a statue of Smelt on top of his Doric column where there was a platform made ready for him. Sir William Hillary, founder of the RNLI, was one of the prime movers in this, and he also had a hand in the design. His idea was that there should be a statue of Colonel Smelt in full military uniform on the top. But the sum of £180 that was raised ran out and people could not be persuaded to subscribe more money, perhaps because memories of Smelt's achievements were beginning to fade from public memory. The Isle of Man, however, had not heard the last of him in spite of this. He had died during the cholera epidemic which ravaged the island in 1832. His body was encased in a lead-lined coffin and buried under the altar of St Mary's Church in Castletown. In 1982, St Mary's closed down and was bought for conversion into offices. Smelt's coffin, still in good condition, was exhumed so that it could be taken to a new resting place for him at St Peter's Church in Onken. Meanwhile, the monument still stands today as implacably as the man himself had stood up to the Duke of Athol. There have been proposals to move it to another site in the interest of improving traffic movement in the centre of Castletown, but these have come to nothing in the face of a certain amount of public opposition. There have also been renewed and decidedly tentative later plans to actually have a statue made today and hauled up to the top of the column to take its rightful place. These have also come to nothing.
As a result, the Smeld Monument remains an historical oddity, a kind of folly, something so idiosyncratic that I've come to believe that the people of the Isle of Man, when and if they come to think about the situation, have enduring affection for it.